Hello, and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, and today we're discussing self-care. I'm Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator, and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Today's topics are tea, bath, self-care, and sobriety. So Kelsey, tell me what you're currently watching right now. So I finished up a show called Blown Away on Netflix, which is a glass blowing competition show. Um, And if you like Great British Bake Off, this kind of has a similar vibe where it's just like artists just trying their best, making nice things and being supportive of each other. Oh yeah. Um, glass blowing is so interesting. Like it's so physical. It, and they're like in these like really hot spaces and it, it just like I'm like how does no one catch on fire? It Oh, that's a good point. I just think the whole artistry of like blowing the glass is so amazing and I could watch it for hours. It's crazy cuz you see them creating stuff and then to see the finished product it's so different just because of things cooling and then the colors change and things shift and it's it's really interesting. And then what happens to them is like halfway through the glass will just shatter and break and they have to start over. And there's like no yeah. there's like very little control over that. That's what I was going to say. It's a very delicate art and I can see how it can like rack your brain and make you so frustrated, but also be so rewarding at the same time when you make something that's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. The stuff they make is crazy. I don't know. It makes me appreciate it. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, This weekend I watched Freaky starring Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. It was a dark comedy and Vince Vaughn is a serial killer. And when he kills his last victim, they swap bodies and she's like this cute teenage girl. So right. it basically reminded me of Freaky Friday, but serial killer style. Yeah. Was it, was it fun? Was it fun? I loved it. Yeah. I love a good dark comedy. I don't know. That's probably one of my favorite genres of movies to watch. And then afterwards I started watching Scream Queens because I just love that, you know, <laughs> the dark moody humor. I think Vince Vaughn would do a really good job playing a teenage girl I think so that's what I was thinking because we always have like wedding crashers and stuff just playing in the background and I was Mm -hmm. thinking I haven't seen Vince Vaughn in a lot like in a while and if he came back like what would he even be working on because I feel like he's past that prime of like the wedding crasher days it would just be weird to see him in a role like that Mm -hmm. and um this was perfect and he was great yeah he was so good yeah I hadn't thought about that yeah he's definitely he definitely can't play like an eligible bachelor any no anymore. he looked very like he's like very big and oafy I know that's kind of a rude word but yeah. like that's what I think of with Vince Vaughn so yeah he's now that he's aging he's not like that hot eligible bachelor that's very tall he's kind of like yeah it's like uh <laughs> definite definite like uncle vibes or dad vibes yes, yes yeah. that is perfect yeah. yeah so are you using anything new in your beauty routine um so I've been I've been really wanting a new tinted moisturizer but instead of buying a new one I've been trying to just kind of make one myself so mm-hmm. I used my crave beauty antioxidant day fluid um which is a sunscreen but they can't legally call it a sunscreen and then I mixed it with my Flower Beauty Light Illusion Foundation and made my own tinted moisturizer. And so I've been really liking that. I actually have it on today. That's awesome. I always say that is the way to go. Get an SPF base and then put your foundation over it. You don't technically need an extra product, but I do love in the cosmetic industry how many different products we're getting with SPF and stuff like that. It's really neat. I know. I really feel like this is the time of the um, tinted moisturizer kind of dewy serum-like coverage right now. I want the Flower Beauty Serum Foundation that's out right now, but I was like, oh, I I don't need to bring something new into my... 
life right now. Let me see if I can work with what I got. Yeah, I really want to um, experiment more on the serum foundation spectrum as well, because I've tried a few in the past and they have been awful, but I'm mm -hmm. sure there's more formulations. Now, the one that I tried originally was actually the Ordinary came out with a serum right. foundation. Right, yeah, yeah. So it was terrible. They had a decent color range, but the problem was that it oxidized so bad. Oh, yeah. I remember that one kind of having like a hype around it. Yeah, it was a fake hype. It was a fake I hype. always go on like on Facebook, you can get into a lot more groups on skincare, like DCM enthusiasts. And I will always be the first one that everybody's like, it's great. It's great. I loved it. That will be like, no, no, it wasn't great. I don't know what you guys are saying. So <laughs> you're you're the the myth busters. I have to tell the truth. It like drives me crazy. <laughs> this is funny. And you were just okay before we started recording. Yeah, Lauren... I was gonna say this kind of leads into what we were talking about. And please bring it up. Yeah, <laughs> Lauren was saying like, I don't know. I I guess I make a lot of enemies. Like people don't want to hear from me. And I'm like, well, maybe this is why, Lauren, because you you speak truths and people don't want to hear it. Is. It is. And people that love me absolutely love me because they're like, she will always be honest. You know exactly what you get with her. But then yeah, a lot of people like you know, just think I'm shady or something. And I'm like, I cannot tell a lie. I just, I can't, it's not in me. I have, you're wrong. And I have to tell you why. Yes, we have to talk about it now. <laughs> okay. So my, um, etude sleeping mask came mm. in that you suggested from last episode. I freaking love it. It's, it's so awesome. Good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's definitely a new staple in my beauty routine that I will be buying. Um, over again. So how many times would you recommend to do this a week? So I think that I think you can kind of just listen to your skin and see what it needs. For me right now, I've been doing it maybe every other night, every third night. Um, I definitely have done it two nights in a row. And the second morning, my skin just felt kind of heavy, like it didn't need that extra moisture and that extra water. I have a feeling mine would feel the same way if I did that mm -hmm. um, two days in a row. I do have a question if, you know, you know how I alternate, you know, my salicylic acid one night mm -hmm. and then my retinol. Do you think it's better to do it on retinol nights or vice versa? I think it, I think it doesn't matter. I think yeah, they're, I yeah, I, they're both actives and there's not a lot in the sleeping mask other than just like water. So it, you don't have to worry about, um, any like reactions or anything like that. So I think it would be like, whichever one you think is a little more active on your skin, maybe you can do it the night that night. Um, okay. I like to do it on the retinol cause I feel like it's even more calming yeah. and like moisturizing. I will say too, if you're listening and you try this out and you fall in love with the consistency of the product, um, and want something that you can wear during the day that has the same type of formulation, the Sonia Rosselli water bomb that I'm always talking about is like oh. the same kind of consistency and you can use it under your makeup, which is really nice. Yeah. It's like a water gel. Yeah. Uh, consistency. Yeah. I actually, um, it's what I had on my face last night. I posted a, um, a reel of me using my gua sha. Yes. You look good. Yeah. Well, and so I love my gua sha. I love my gua sha. <laughs> so I let it sit on for like 10 minutes. Like I really caked it on and then anything that's left, I just kind of massaged in with the gua sha. It was really nice. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to give that a try too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another product I really, um, been liking in my beauty routine is the RMS living luminizer quad. Right. So you used that in a video and I was like, what, what is that highlighter you were using? And so yeah. it, you said it was this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did it for a few months. I wasn't really a fan, but I found a new way, few ways to use it. And, um, it's basically a small quad and the consistency is a solid product, but it kind of has like a creamy gel type 
to it. And there is a fair amount of glitter in it, but not too much for more mature skin. It's really just very like light popping on it. But I have been living for using it under my eyebrow. Mm. Do you remember in the 90s when we would put white eyeshadow under our eyebrows? Oh my gosh. To, like, I know exactly why I did it. It was because of the Britney Spears, uh, oops, I did it again, music video. And yeah, she and had it makes like that frosty mm-hmm. highlight that we all liked. She but had we shouldn't continue to do that. Frosty white eyeshadow from lash line to brow. And I said, okay, that's how I do my makeup now. And I proceeded to do it that way for four years all through high school. And you know what I said every time I saw you? I said, that's hot. You know, like. <laughs> our picture like of um, our homecoming picture from ninth grade. I have I have just the frostiest eyes. Just so you frosty. You do. I love it. And then we like twisted our hair back in like mm-hmm. not in, not cultural appropriation cornrows. Like little, you know, cute 2000 white mm-hmm. girl cornrows. Yeah. With some curls in the back. <laughs> it and, was everything. And my bronzer, you better believe it stops at my jawline. No. Oh, yeah. My neck was so white. So I was watching, uh, we've been watching Jersey Shore episodes. Uh Trevor never actually watched it in college. And um, the other day I saw Snooki like dip into her bronzer and just start putting it right above her lip. Like she was going Mm -hmm. all over the face. And I was like, oh my God, that was such a real thing. I know. You would basically buy Bare Minerals warmth and put your brush in it. And rub it all over your face. <laughs> yes. I would use it like we would use powder foundation. Like I used bronzer like, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. We had the dirtiest upper lips because of the bronzer. Also because the bronzer we had back then, it was like just in a pan with just brownness. It there, you know, now we have all these different shades mm-hmm. and you could get like the benefit. Does don't they have that really pretty um what's their really Kula? No. Hula. Hula. Yeah, but they have it in like all these different colors now. The hula. Yeah, the, the light one is so mm-hmm. good for, like, paler skin tones. Mm-hmm. We didn't have all that back then. No, and I would get mine. I specifically remember I would get the physician's formula. So it was, like, extra orange. Extra. Ooh, yeah, that is. I, have they upped their color by any chance? Because I always see physician's formula on Pinterest if you put in, like, best bronzers mm-hmm. or something like that. I... I used their butter bronzer and I gotta say like I it was okay I don't know I it's so hyped it's so hyped that's what I was asking it's just another product that is so hyped and it's really not all that for bronzer I have two and one of them is in like a face palette it's a Becca bronzer and that one's pretty nice it's we were gonna talk about that later but and your Becca bronzers now. <laughs> okay. Well, it's in. I bought the um the Chloe Kardashian. They because they made these really pretty face palettes. It's like two blushes, a highlighter, and a bronzer. Yeah, and if I remember the Chloe one was weren't they like just really pretty, like warm? Yeah, it was very colors? hourglass vibes. And yes, they're, yeah. they're swirled and they were really pretty. So I have that bronzer and then I have a Flower Beauty Heat Wave bronzer, which almost has like um a dusty rose plum vibe to it for oh, a, that also so, makes it a little at on like the ashier side. Yeah. Like I use it as like a blush bronzer. Like I'll just kind of one and done with that one. Lazy girl hack. There you go. Yeah, um, I like that. But, um, and then, so for me, it's like, okay, I have no need for any more bronzers. Like I have two, I have one face. I try to be really mindful about the things I bring in my collection. Yeah, same. And I think that's really smart, you know, like, especially because those are two colors that, you know, you can switch up just to get a different look and that's perfect for you. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. If I 
would say I think you just need a cream bronzer in there. I do. I do. I've been trying to hold off on buying too many face products because I I really just wear a mask for 10 hours a day. It's so true nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you have any new purchases or repurchases? Anything new in your life? I do. I was inspired to buy reusable cotton rounds because Mm. of you. Yeah. So I already have a few like reusable eco-friendly things in my collection. I've been trying to add more to my beauty routine, but I bought these specific ones because they were black on one side and white on the other. And the black side is meant for when you remove your eye makeup, which I thought was really nice. Oh, are they different textured or just different colored? Just different colored. Oh, so that's the point though. Yeah. So it doesn't stain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. mine definitely stains. So the ones I have, they're by, um, I got them off Etsy. They're called Bamboo Switch. And I bought them because of COVID. And like, I was just going, I go through a lot of cotton rounds. I use one every morning with my cellar water. And I just wanted to limit like how often I had to go to the store for things. Um, and so I'm with you. I buy cotton rounds mm-hmm. at least every other week between my professional makeup kit. Cause I use my cellar on every person yeah. when they sit down and myself. And yeah, I was, I use the, um, makeup eraser for mm-hmm. the end of the night, but I wanted to have something that was more like, uh, felt like a cotton round. I like cotton rounds. <laughs> yeah. So m- the ones I have are made from bamboo and they're really, really soft. Cause that was the other thing I was worried about is like, are they going to be soft? Are they going to feel scratchy? Um, I just, I, and I didn't want to give that up, but mine, because they're unbleached bamboo, they stain. So I contacted the, um, the company and, and I asked about like, okay, so, because when you wash them, you can, they come in a little like garment bag and you just throw them in your washing machine on a gentle cycle. And then you just set them out to air dry. And I asked about, you know, if I should use a special soap with it or whatever. And he said, just your regular, um, laundry detergent is fine. But if you're concerned about staining, you can wash them. So I just used hand soap to kind of Mm -hmm. pre-treat them and the stains come right out. Oh, good. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's been pretty nice. However, I didn't do that one time. And when I was tinting my eyebrows and I have ones that are permanently stained now. (laughs) Yeah, I would say my makeup erasers are all pretty Mm -hmm. permanently stained. I mean, they're all my own collection. So it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it definitely becomes a problem. Well, they're just like my makeup, my eyebrow tinting cotton rounds now. That's what they're. Oh, nice. They have a they have a designated job now. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, I repurchased my Dr. Teal's bath salts um, because I love bath salts in my bath um, with Same-sies. with my knee injury um, and then just in general, I really like uh, bath salts. And I haven't used a Dr. Teal's that I don't like yet, I would say. Me, me neither. Same. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about it later. Um, mm-hmm. I just posted a reel, but they even came out with... Um, tea bath satchels I saw that probably 20 minutes ago and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on those yeah you just can never go wrong with Dr. Teal's I will say though I only stick with the salts Mm -hmm. um I don't go down the route of like they have a lot of like liquid products now yeah I I don't know I'm not about that me either and I I don't know I like the salt because sometimes I'll scrub my legs with the salt like before shaving or and you know just things like that I don't know I like the I like the salt right now I'm using the Himalayan pink salt with bergamot in it um so that one's nice but I also really like the eucalyptus one I love the eucalyptus I'm using one with rose oil in it right now see I just don't think you can go wrong with any of them no, and now they have the hemp seed oil one, and um, right. they have a melatonin one as well. And it just it's almost like whatever is at my 
local Walmart <laughs> that they yeah. will give me Dr. Teals. That's what I'm buying. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah, I um I'm a big fan of eucalyptus um for like re-energizing. Like, um, so, but anyways, um, let's see. What about, um, anything else new? Oh yeah. I did have a little random tidbit I wanted to tell you. So I've been doing like a little beauty blender cleaning experiment Mm -hmm. on my own. Um, so after all of my clients, I've been bringing home the dirty sponges and trying to like find different ways to clean them. Basically the moral of all of this is there is no right way to clean a cute, (laughs) like clean a beauty blender and you need to throw them out. Mm -hmm. But I made this last mixture with like 99% rubbing alcohol and Dawn dish soap and let the beauty blenders like soak in it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. The beauty blender that was at the bottom where I like poured the rubbing alcohol in is the saddest beauty blender I've ever (laughs) seen. (laughs) It looks like a brain. Like, yeah, the moisture will not come back in. It's so funny. You've like permanently redamped. I don't, you made it into a mutant. Like, yeah, I did. It's a superhero That's what happens in science experiments sometimes. (laughs) Things go crazy. I use the, the solid, the beauty blender solid soap um to clean mine and the only reason I have that is if it was like a free gift from Sephora or something like that um and I find that that gets out the stains pretty well Mm -hmm. but I mean in reality a beauty blender is is a sponge it's a sponge absolutely and And just like your kitchen sponge you have to replace it um in all of my experiments and my trial and error, I have found a brand of beauty blenders, not clearly not the actual beauty blender brand, mm-hmm. but um, I think the brand is called Yao Town. It's a Japanese <laughs> brand. I know. You know, I use Amazon to find like the depths of like disposables. I try not to support yeah. Amazon too much, but you can really find crazy stuff there. And I think it's like a pack of eight for each sponge. And they're so soft. And once you put some water on them, it makes your makeup blend so nicely. So if anybody's interested in that, just like pop in the DMs and I can send you a link. But if you're a beauty blender lover, you do have to throw them out. So just buy a nice eight pack and keep it for the month and you know then buy another one yeah I think I I think it's like four dollars for this eight pack that's why I'm like hyping it so much Mm -hmm. because a a real a regular beauty blender what like 10 or 12 dollars what is that no they're like 20 bucks yeah dude I cannot yeah I I like to use it on like every client because there's little Mm -hmm. parts of your face where you do need a sponge you know for certain applications and I cannot be spending 20 Mm dollars on each one no Mm -hmm. thank you yeah I bought the original beauty blender one time and I was like absolutely not Absolutely not. Like, it's nice, but I was a big fan of the Real Techniques one and the Eco Tools one. I actually haven't been using a beauty blender as much. I've been more into, um, I have a, you'll, because of you, you posted this Real Techniques brush that you use for base products and I bought it and she's right, guys. She's right. It's good. It really is. Yeah. It's like big, thick and fluffy and Mm -hmm. yeah. It's pretty good. I just think real techniques. We should definitely do a brush episode soon mm-hmm. on like, you know, our favorite brushes and what's a good cost point versus, you know, what's not worth the money. That would be fun. Yeah. And I yeah. think those real technique brushes, I don't know, something about cleaning a brush just seems so much easier than cleaning a sponge that and yes. that I just, I find that I'm able to keep up more with my cleanliness mm-hmm. when I'm using a brush. But so I thought you hated beauty blenders. I'm pretty sure you have posted about not understanding that or hating them or again, this is Lauren's polarizing opinions. (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely do hate beauty blenders. The actual (laughs) brand beauty blender and the $20 beauty blender. I think it's an overpriced like 
okay sponge but for the shape and I do mm. like to take a sponge and add water to it you know what I mean yeah. like those are really good techniques I think it's one of those things that like once you are a professional and you know all the rules you can kind of break some of the rules a little bit but mm-hmm. yeah I'm not gonna push everybody to go get a $20 beauty blender I was just God. about to say too if you're listening to this and you're like I don't want a beauty blender and I don't care to buy a brush your fingers your yeah, fingers are actually fingers. great for warming up makeup and applying it especially foundation like don't knock it yeah we were doing in school this week we were doing makeup and one of the educators was demoing and she was using her fingers a lot like around the eyes absolutely uh, and I was like guys those are your original tools I mean those used to be the only tools yeah, I know some makeup artists that have been in this game a lot that like hardly carry any brushes. Like they are really like manipulating mm-hmm. um, the product with their fingers and using the warmth of their ring finger on the skin and really skin on skin action. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I call I call it getting handsy. They get handsy. Oh <laughs> yeah. So on to pop culture and beauty news, Kelsey. Okay, so funny that we were talking about Disney movies last week, and then ColourPop just announced they have a Bambi collection. Just that's mm-hmm. not really a popular Disney movie, so it, I was pretty surprised to see it. Um, it's cute. I won't be getting it. It definitely looks like, um, you know, it looks like a Disney makeup collection. Like, yeah, uh, you you buy it for packaging. You never use it, and it's cute. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's been actually a lot of beauty tea going on this mm-hmm. week. Um. There's some gossip going around that Kris Jenner may be starting her own cosmetics line. Um, Lots of people in the beauty community are starting to state their thoughts on this. I personally think that if she hits the over 50 demographic Mm -hmm. and her cosmetics have a lot of skin-loving ingredients and she sells on QVC, she will continue to make her fortune. Kelsey, what are your thoughts on that? I 100% agree. I think that is her clientele, the QVC clientele. Um, And I I agree. If she makes it almost I want to say if she almost hits it like the the it cosmetics because hit it cosmetics went really hard on QVC and they talked about how it was skincare and they really nailed that kind of older demographic and absolutely and I think Kris Jenner could do the same thing I really do yeah, she already has the money for it. So she puts her money in the right places and you know maybe works with some good cosmetic chemists that are actually formulating a good product you know mm-hmm. and then she already has the marketing budget for it I think this could be good yeah I do too I agree with you yeah so then um Estee Lauder actually acquired the ordinary this week that was so a big thing. the ordinary is isn't it three companies it's like DCM Decium it's yeah there's DCM and then they have like their prestige line mm-hmm. I don't even remember the name of those but you're right there are that so I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this because Sometimes when these larger brands acquire these companies, um, they kind of lose their magic because, you know, they're going to like go in and replace head people. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the big one I saw happen or like what I'm thinking of and what comes to mind is Too Faced. I feel like Too Faced was really at the front of, you know, the makeup market. Um, And then they got acquired by Estee Lauder. And I just feel like they haven't done anything that has really like nailed it or like. I don't know. I just feel like they kind of lost their magic a little bit. I agree with you on that. A lot of these smaller brands almost kind of like get like a cult type following Mm -hmm. to them. And that's kind of the fun around the brand. And you're right. Once they get acquired by a bigger company, it's kind of lost that sparkle and that magic. Yeah. And I wonder, so Estee Lauder, um, so Estee Lauder started out as skincare, 
Um, and so they are actually a pretty skin heavy brand, even though they're a makeup brand, they do actually have the money to do the research and things like this. So I'm wondering if they're acquiring the ordinary to acquire their formulas, or I'm wondering if there is some motivation behind this. That's a really good point. And Mm -hmm. then I've heard some people make some concerns about, you know, the big appeal to the ordinary is the products are so inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And also something, I mean, I know you've talked about the ordinary and you're not a huge fan, but I do like that sometimes you can just buy a product that just has hyaluronic acid. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of cool. You can add it to something else that you're using. Um, But yeah, what are they going to do? Are they going to make it more expensive? Are they, yeah, what route are they going to go? We have no idea. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I mean, my problems with the ordinary um, are just people get themselves into a lot of trouble. If you don't know what you're doing and you start mixing things and because the whole thing with the ordinary is you can buy just these individual ingredients. And so if you're just not educated, you can just you can really mess up your skin if you just don't. It's know what so you're doing. true. It mm-hmm. is really true. I've been there, done that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and um, so the, the next thing was. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the big news is Becca. Uh Uh-huh. I know. Get your highlighters now. Like, I can't believe they're closing down. They didn't make it past the pandemic. So Lauren texted me yesterday and was like, oh, my God, Becca is closing and and sent it to me. And so, like, I announced it to my class because we were doing makeup. And so everybody was like, oh, my God, we're going to buy all the things. And we were all on the website and we were all on Sephora. And I was like, this is actually I was thinking about this morning. I was like, this is actually genius of them because Mm -hmm. now they've created this like scarcity mentality. Like, oh, yeah, we have to get all these things because and and I was like trying to think about, okay, so what so I've always wanted to try their brightening under eye corrector. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do like their mineral blushes. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, we know the highlighters. But I was trying to think like any of that stuff, if I really needed, I would probably already have it in my collection. And I don't know, I think it was kind of genius of them to announce, okay, we're going to be closing in September, you should, you know, buy all our inventory now. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Because I also kind of feel like in my mind, Becca was a little on its way out. Mm -hmm. You're right. Like the products that you would get from Becca, there are so many other companies serving as highlighters, bronzers, Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, I've tried some of her foundations. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Like just awful. So I kind of was like, what are they giving us rather than, you know, they had that big hype from influencers for a while and they had that like over the top highlighter, but now everyone creates that. I mean, they weren't really innovating their products in any way that would keep them in the game. No. And I was thinking, um, I know Becca is like a, an Australian company. And Mm. so, and I know Australia has been, you know, stricter with lockdowns and things like that. So I wonder if that's why they're, they're, they're having to close or. Yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, um, I don't know, Becca, I'm sad to see them closing down, but I think it was, I think after the no pigment foundation, like, come on, come on. Yeah. What, <laughs> what is a yeah. no pigment foundation? Like you guys just gave up. You gave up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just completely gave up. Um, the last thing that I wanted to talk about beauty news wise was there is a new concept that I'm seeing out there. A group of women are starting a company called The C-List and they've all had cancer and they are promoting and collaborating with brands on cancer safe cosmetics. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, oh, I want to hear. I didn't know this would like stir this up in you. Well, Oh, okay. oh God. <laughs> this is, well, I just, I, I get really sketch around fear mongering 
And so there's definitely things that have been shown to cause cancer, absolutely. And then there's things that they're claiming causes cancer because when exposed to a rat in a lab at in really intense high doses that no one would ever be exposed to, the rat developed cancer. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, of course, anything in intense exposure is going to cause a mutation and then mutations can lead to cancer. So um, I I am going to wait and see as long as it's not fear mongering. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I, I think they're coming more from the approach of when you're going through chemo and radiation and your oh. body has no self-defense or immune system. Are there certain products that are right. safer to use okay, while the, you're going through then that? Then that's totally different. And that, yeah, I, I was like, okay. I totally understand what you're saying though, because you're right. That happens all the time. People are like, Oh, that product's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, and it's like, it's oh. not. <laughs> so, okay. That's totally different. I didn't understand that. Okay. So mm-hmm. when I first became an esthetician, I volunteered with um, the American Cancer Society and Look Good, Feel Better, which is women who are going through chemo and they come in and they get this big bag of skincare and makeup and we kind of go through them all like how to draw on your eyebrows and how to take care of your skin now that you're going through chemo because chemo wrecks the skin. I mean, just like it wrecks it, the body. Yeah. Um, and they, they the skin tends to develop this very dry, ashy, gray appearance. Um, it's very sensitive, flaky, just like everything else. Um, so actually that is amazing. And I love that. So yeah, totally cool. Yeah. So keep an eye on that. Um, I'm with you on, they're very new. I don't know these girls, so I'm not going to be like, (laughs) go follow them. You know, I'm keeping an eye on, on it, but I like the concept. I think that's really cool. And I think that is important, um, for people to know I'm with you on, especially any way we can help women in that situation. Mm -hmm. I myself have gone to Mercy Hospital um, a few times with a bridal company I worked for. And, you know, it was a really crazy day and really emotional. But we did the same thing, like teaching these women how Mm -hmm. to draw their eyebrows on and stuff like that. And, yeah, we need to support them. Yeah, I was was totally wrong in my thinking in the beginning. I thought they were, were like, saying these cosmetics cause cancer versus these cosmetics do not cause cancer. I am my bad. I take it back. And I'm... I'm excited to see what the C-list does. Heck yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah. Healthy. So <laughs> Lauren and I both love a giant mug of hot tea. And if the tea Yeah, bag... we do. I even like the cold tea too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drinking some right now. Um, yeah. And if the tea bag comes with an inspirational quote, even better. Lauren, I know you love those because you always post oh, yeah. them. <laughs> I was actually pissed at my, um, the last box of tea that I got because it only has like three inspirational quotes so once they they started like coming back around I was like screw you guys like this this isn't inspirational anymore yeah no not at all I have these memorized this is stupid (laughs) well there's a new trend in tea which is adding it to your bath Mm-hmm. So the Instagram post that inspired this journey was from Advanced Skin Spa US. Kelsey saw it, asked me if I had ever tried it. The answer was no. So we decided to do some research and make an episode on it. So Kelsey, start us off. Tell us why you like tea. I find tea to be really comforting. Um, a giant warm mug of tea, especially on the few cold evenings we get here in South Florida. I mean, there's there's just nothing like it. And um, when I was in college, I took a class called Society and Agriculture, and I learned so much about tea. And I think that might be where I became a tea nerd. Um, for example, Earl Grey tea traditionally has bergamot in it, which is considered an antidepressant. 
Ooh. And the reason England is always associated with tea is because they the islands they had colonized um, that had coffee trees, they actually got a fungus and all died. So the only thing that was available was tea. So that's what? why. Yeah. That is wild. Also, for some reason, when you're like bringing up England, I bring I think of like really moody crappy weather that makes you depressed mm-hmm. so I'm like oh that's good that they have that antidepressant in there <laughs> and that's probably why they drink tea so much because it's warm and it's nice but it doesn't make you crazy like if you drink coffee all day yes true that so in terms of my favorite tea around Christmas time Trader Joe's has a candy cane green tea which is essentially just a peppermint green tea and I love it one year for Christmas our my friend Claire she bought me like eight boxes of it because it only comes out at this one time of year oh yes I love that about Trader Joe's too I stock up on um they have a pumpkin mm-hmm. pancake and I'm I like buy all the boxes around October <laughs> and have pumpkin pancakes all year long um, but I, I mean, I love tea all day. Um, at, in the evening, I like a lemon tea. Um, for daytime, I prefer more of a green tea. Um, right now, my favorite combo is um, what's known as the Medicine Ball by Starbucks. And it's the Tivana Green Citrus Jasmine plus the Peach Bellini. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. I always get the most sugary tea, the very, very hibiscus refresher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just like the the medicine ball tea. Like during this time of year, my allergies are so crazy um, that I don't know. I just like that combo. Oh, yeah. It sounds great. I always find that herbs and tea are um, the most helpful when naturally helping with any mental health issues for me personally. And I'm talking about small things that can be solved in real time, like being a little sleepy or needing to be sleepy Mm -hmm. or needing to be awake and focused, or maybe you're feeling a little blue. Mm -hmm. Um, Matcha and green tea are super helpful to me for focusing. Uh, Clearly not as much as a kick of Adderall, (laughs) but (laughs) I am calm enough to sit down and start on what I need to do. Um, I do love an English breakfast tea to wake up as well. Mm -hmm. And I always keep my pantry stocked with lemon, stevia, and honey because I cannot drink tea without it. As much as I love tea, I totally understand when someone says it tastes like dirt and flowers. (laughs) (laughs) I love being a chemist anywhere I can in life, and tea is absolutely no different. Um, I also love tinctures. Tinctures do contain a lot of alcohol, so if you are on a sober train, be cautious. Um, I will say about a year into sobriety, I tried to tincture by putting it under my tongue, and I realized afterwards it was about 60% alcohol, and <laughs> whoa, buddy, I was feeling off that day <laughs> just for like a couple minutes. But my point about the tinctures is I love to add a few drops of my favorite herbal remedy to my tea. You, can, you can't even taste it, but you get all the full effects. Um, my current favorite tea recipe that I wanted to share with everybody is three to four drops of motherwort tincture, which helps with my anxiety. It calms me without making me sleepy. It isn't a noticeable effect. Like when you take big pharma drugs, but I just noticed about an hour later that I'm doing things very calmly. Mm -hmm. Um, I love a squeeze of lemon in it, some honey, stevia, and then a tea bag of cup of sunshine by by traditional medicinals. Mm, Yeah. You love that one. I also, I forgot I wanted to mention. So my, when my dad moved to Florida, he turned into a totally different human being. He is not the ex Navy man that raised me and he makes his own ginger and turmeric tea 
So that is so good for you too. He, Those are yeah, like he does it yeah. for inflammation. He actually he's a runner. Same, yeah, and great. He hurt his knee um, maybe about two years ago, and so he started. Um, you know, instead of having to take like a leave or Tylenol all day every day, he started looking into like natural anti-inflammatories and discovered about turmeric and ginger. And then he realized he really liked the process of just making the tea himself. Um, so my dad has turned into a tea making hippie down here in South that Florida. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. And it's so true. I mean, before you reach for the aspirin, turmeric and ginger are just amazing for inflammation that and, um, like glucosamine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so now that we talked about why we like tea, let's talk about our, uh, a tea bath experiences. Yeah. So I think it's safe to summarize our tea ba- bathing experience was uneventful. Yeah. <laughs> We did order some amazing bougie bath experiences that we want to talk about. But um, before we get into that, I wanted to ask you some things that I read on tea baths before mm-hmm. we got started. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious if you knew a bit more on this topic scientifically. I did a little research. Like I said, people were complaining about black tea bags staining their tubs. Yikes. Um, <laughs> some janky sites claim tea soaks better into the skin than drinking it. Others say that science has proven that green tea does not go past the epidermis. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with um, tea not going past the epidermis. I mean, that's the purpose of our skin is to keep, you know, things out and to let certain things in. So if it's not molecularly made to go past our epidermis, it's not going to. So um, the example of this would be like a nicotine patch is made mm-hmm. to absorb and go past the epidermis. But soaking in a bath of tea will will not. Okay. Um, people are also saying that you have to rinse off with cold water after a bath because an extremely hot bath is going to make your skin sag. What are your thoughts? I've never heard of that one. That was some fear mongering too. When I read it, I was like, like, what in the world? I mean, you might, I mean, you do get a little bit of, um, and it's just thermodynamics, which is like, you know, when you use cold, um, the skin sort of tightens a little bit and hot, but I don't know about hot water making your skin like measurably sag right like this is real stuff that's on the internet like women are trying to be like your skin's gonna sag and you're gonna be ugly because you took a hot bath come (laughs) on leave us alone yeah leave us alone let us take our baths so I um so Lauren and I both wanted to go onto Etsy and support kind of small companies with our tea bath experience so the one I found was called Unwind Lavender Co and if you go to their Instagram oh my god so pretty and that's what inspired me so I bought their wildflower tea blend and in it it had oats Himalayan salt plus wildflowers so oh, yeah. you can either do this in they give you like a little satchel or you can put it directly into the tub and I wanted it directly in my tub because they were like mm-hmm. these dried flowers um, of all different just you know a classic wildflower blend and so they were like purple and red and yellow and and so oh, that's so pretty it was so pretty and it, it gave it a really nice fragrance too um but um, you just had to be careful um, when it came to draining. I had to get my um, kitchen sink strainer because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen to these wildflowers down my tub and or down my drains. And that's not something I want to deal with later. How? Um, but however, taking a bath surrounded by wildflowers was so much fun. <laughs> See, I felt the opposite and probably everyone in my blue collar family that's like a plumber that's not listening to the show right now hates me because I was like, ooh, I love the idea of some flowers being in my drain. 
feel like they disintegrate. That's another good thing about natural stuff. But you're right. It would be an expensive bill if it didn't do that. I collected my flowers too, okay? I didn't let them go down the drain. <laughs> so my um, gateway into the bougie bath scene was an Instagram post from, I don't know if it's HUA and Salt, but I think it's Hua and Salt, but mm-hmm. it's spelled HUA. Um, check her out on Etsy. I actually made a reel that is on her Instagram of my bath experience. If you want to check it out, um, you can find her on both Instagram and Etsy. She sells handmade floral bath and is based in California. Um, before we take a, I can't talk. I am sorry. Okay. I ordered the starry night lavender bath salt. Um, there's an option at checkout to add glitter for a dollar. And I just love that. <laughs> Did you... I didn't do it, but oh, it's there. I can't believe you didn't do it. Okay, maybe I actually did it and she didn't give it and I I didn't want to talk bad about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, but yeah, add the glitter. Okay. <laughs> um, so it arrived in a convenient zip closed bag that had dried flowers, mineral powder, bath salts, essential oils. The flowers were violet flowers, hibiscus, and forget me nots. How cute. That's really cute. Yes. The oil blend was sandalwood oil, chamomile oil, and lavender Ooh. oil. Um, it smelled amazing. It was really relaxing. It was so beautiful. I did get a little anxious that it was going to stain the tub. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a neat freak, so I was like, great, after I have this relaxing experience, it's followed by anxiety-ridden cleaning, (laughs) but it easily cleaned up with a magic eraser, and when I say easily, I mean just a swipe. It also came with a bag to put the dried flowers in when you're done, so like Kelsey said, they don't go down your drain. Mm -hmm. Um, So Kelsey, you said you were going to throw some tea bags in a bath, so I followed you on that and threw in some turmeric ginger tea bags, (laughs) like your dad likes, like your daddy likes. (laughs) 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 I'm sure it was a nice addition nothing that wowed me Um, I think you would need a lot of tea bags to pull this off because if you think of the ratio of a tea bag to a cup of tea and then to a bathtub it's a little off so I think it's better to purchase from a brand that specializes in this and support small business if you can yeah I definitely tried just throwing like three vanilla chamomile tea bags in my tub and I was like this this is not working and I think my ratio was off Um, (laughs) (laughs) and And it didn't even smell good or make my skin feel good or anything. So that was uh, a fail on my part. Yeah. Support small business. Mm -hmm. All right. So Kelsey, how do you make your personal bath experience more of a luxury or bougie bath? So I love oils in the bath um, and specifically jojoba oil, I think is my favorite. Yeah. Um, I used to work, so when I worked at a high-end resort, um, the luxury brand we had at the spa was called Aromatherapy Associates, and they sell these really expensive bath oils, and so the concept was when you got a massage, you got to pick your aroma blend, and then they would send you home with this little um, container of the bath oil of that same aroma um, with hopes that then you would buy like the big container of it. Um, That's smart. That's super smart. So I had millions of these little containers of different blends. And that's when I really got into like adding things into the tub that wasn't just like bubble bath, Mr. Mr. Bubbles or whatever that pink stuff was. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. That was that wreaked havoc on my body as a child, by the way. There's so much bad stuff in there. Um, Do you have a favorite blend or specific oil that you like? Yeah. So I am really big on frankincense, um, which I never really would have thought of liking until I worked in the resort industry. And I don't know why, but frankincense, um, it's just so relaxing to me. So the one specifically I like is a blend of frankincense and clary sage 
Um, okay. And it's 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 just really I don't know it's not too perfumey. Um, it's just really nice and relaxing. If you ask my husband, I smell like patchouli, even though there's no <laughs> patchouli in any of it. Um, <laughs> but speaking of my husband, my husband is a big fan of baths, and he loves a bath bomb as well. Yes. Where do you get your bath bombs from? So he prefers Lush, um, but I was just about to say, can we shout out some Lush bath bombs right now? Yes. Those are his favorite. And I, I would know the name of the one he likes if I saw it. Like it's kind of, I have to read it. It's something like, um, granny takes a dip or something. It's something, something about a grandma, something about a grandma. Um, but, um, usually every kind of holiday I get him, um, ones I've been getting him ones off Etsy lately that have funny things inside of them, like little toys. Um, I, that's why I love bath bombs. They're just so eventful. Yeah. So he, um, but every holiday, birthday, anything like that, he gets a couple bath bombs with toys in them. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So a goal for my future is when I finally have my own house, it will have a bathtub big enough for Trevor because he does not know the luxury of a bath because he's so large. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. <laughs> He'll never know. He needs just a hot tub. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so down for that too. That would be fun. Um, so ways that I make the bath more bougie is I'm a total candle queen. Um, I usually keep a vanilla bean candle in the bathroom. Mm. Vanilla is such a divisive, divisive scent. Um, people either love it or hate it. I love it. Um, I also like it as a scent base. So if you add a bunch of salt and then oils in the tub, it all kind of like blends together nicely in this steamy aroma of beautifulness. Um, If I have any hydrating eye patches in the house, I like to add those under my eyes during a bath. I also like to exfoliate before a bath with the sex appeal stuff that I'm always raving about. Mm. Um, Exfoliate my lips and then apply a nice layer of aquaphor. To me, music is everything. So I have a whole bath time playlist that is full of very romantic and dramatic vibes like Celine, Whitney, Mariah, John Mayer, Sarah Bareilles. We're all getting down in the bathtub together. Um, and then in my average weekly bath, I use Dr. Teal's. They have so many amazing products like we just talked about. Um, for this specific episode, like I said, they sell a box of it was three tea bag satchels in it. Um, mm-hmm. So I purchased them and they were so nice and so easy. And the cleanup, because they're already in the satchels, was so quick. It's almost kind of like uneventful in the bath, but it's it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I always buy rebuy the same th- three. Like I was talking about, I love the hemp seed oil, Dr. Teal's. I love the eucalyptus oil. I love the melatonin one. I just started using one with rose oil. That one is so lovely. And then I have to... Um, follow up with oil as well. Avino makes a spray that is made with oat oil and jojoba oil that I've been loving. Um, I just have to like hate on the spray bottles that oils come in. (laughs) So hard to spray. And then when you're already oily, it's like my finger can't even push that down. So I have been transferring some of my oils into one of those continuous spray water bottles. And that's kind of working out a little better, but it's still not the same. Um, but yeah, then after I put oil on, I always like to seal my oil with moisturizer. So the brand Hemp's, I love their lotion. They have one called Milk and Honey. Mm, that is everything. Yeah, um, that is everything. It really is. And I have super sensitive skin. So when I'm giving you like these recommendations, I'm usually thinking universally, like anybody can use it. Literally anybody can use their lotion. It's so good. They have so many amazing smells, which is really exciting. Cause when you have sensitive skin, a lot of times you have to take like the scent out of everything that you use. Cause that's what is irritating you. And then on top of it, the hemp is a natural bug repellent. Oh, I didn't know that. 
wasn't either until I moved to the South and it's amazing. And I use hemp every day. So like me and my boyfriend were going down um, in our neighborhood. We have this little pier with like by the water, but it attracts so many bugs. Mm-hmm. So he would come back like bitten up and I would come back with nothing. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those people that are like, you're naturally like, if there's a bug in the room, it's going to get, get you, it's going to bite you like a mosquito. My boyfriend both are those type of people. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to eat both of us. Yeah. And the hemp, when I have the hemp solution on, it's not happening. Interesting. Cause I'm definitely that person. Like if there's a mosquito, it's going to find me and I get really swollen from mosquito bites too. Um, and, and sure. Yeah. Do you find that's with any of the hemp solution or with the milk and honey? I'm, I, need I would to know. go for the original scent. I original. can't give you a OG. claim on the other ones. Okay. <laughs> so just to save my own butt, mm. I would go with the original scent. And the milk and honey seems to work for me. I don't have any problems with that. Bugs don't seem to get to me when I use that one. Got it. Okay. I'll look into it. Yeah. So um, Kelsey, tell me some of the things in your routine that you do for your self-care. Yeah. So for me, self-care um, has always been my nighttime skincare. Um, I am a nighttime shower, um, followed by lotioning my entire body and then doing my skincare. Um, I love the idea of like coming home from work and just kind of like washing the day off of me um, and kind of resetting myself and then just getting like clean and ready for bed. Um, it just it mentally helps me as well. Um, and then at nighttime, this is when I do things like I use my jade roller or my gua sha. Um, once COVID started, I actually, I lost my job and self-care had to become a big priority for me. And I realized how much of my self-esteem I connected to my job and working with people to reach their skin goals. Um, in my job as an esthetician, directly touching and massaging someone for an hour, why they trust you enough to talk about their insecurities on their face. Um, it's like, it's a really big deal. Like you feel really trusted and important. And, um, I just, I don't know, my connection to people always filled up my happiness bucket a lot. So when I had that taken away from me, um, I, I really had to find ways, other ways to make myself feel good about myself. Um, absolutely. And and for me, it, it had to start with small things. Um, so it's like lighting a candle to change the mood or add scent to the room. Um, and on my days off, I love to sit on my back patio and drink my coffee in the morning and watch the birds out back. Um, yes, I do something similar. Yeah, yeah with tea. I love that. Yeah. I love how much nature is around us mm-hmm. in the South. It's really nice. And there's not as many like buildings. And I mean, in Florida, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But you know, well, there's, you know, we back s- up in Maryland, it's there's buildings everywhere. That's really what you get. Yeah. When we went to buy our house, we one of the things we liked about this one was behind us is like this wooded area. Um, and so just having like that view, I don't know, just it, it really kind of just changed your mindset by just changing your view. So, um, but what I realized is that self-care didn't need to be this like huge orchestrated thing. It could be something as small as checking in with myself and my mental health and then changing the vibe of the room, um, with a scented candle. And if anyone knows a small candle company, a small business on Etsy that I should support, I would love to, because I love Bath and Body Works candles and I would love to not support them. I would love to support like a small business. Um, but I go on Etsy and I just get so overwhelmed. Um, so Please tag me and anyone you know or send it over to Beauty Guides Podcast. Uh, I would love to support someone with candles. Yes, tag her, please. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. I would like to look into that too. So I'm with you on the gua sha and jade rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I carry a ton of tension in my lower j- jawline and it really helps to loosen that up. You have turned me into a nighttime shower as well. <laughs> I love it so much. And it's also such a lazy girl hack because it like- was such a lazy girl hack. <laughs> yeah, actually like washing your face over the sink is- it's never 
enjoyable. It's It's so annoying. It's so messy. Yeah. It's so messy. Everything about it is awful. And then, um, so for the self-care part, for me, self-care is making sure that my life is prepared for the bad days. Mm -hmm. Organization is huge in my life. I start to notice that when I start to go into a cycle of stress or depression, that understanding um, hygiene becomes a problem. And then when I start seeing the side effects of bad hygiene, it puts me into a deeper cycle of stress and depression. Mm -hmm. So I go through and organize my bathroom and my bedroom in a way where my skincare routine is displayed in an aesthetically pleasing way uh, with minimal products and ready for me to use quickly. I cherish the days when I do have the time to get into my nightly routine, but in reality, it's making sure that I stay consistent on my days that are off. Um, I totally agree with you. Um, before we started recording, I was talking about how this morning I, I just sat there and made a list of things I was grateful for. And, and I think it's just, um, I remember during like the really bad days of, of pan- the pandemic almost a year ago, um, making a list of just things I accomplished that day. And one of them would just be like bathing, you know, and yeah. like, and just some days it's just, you know, that is a big accomplishment and it just recognize that you're going to have bad days and prepare for them and just kind of check in with yourself. So, yeah, I, and people like to say like self-care isn't all face masks and stuff like that. And it's like, but sometimes that's a great place to start. Yeah. I mean, I think self-care can be whatever, whatever is making you feel like you're caring for yourself as long as it's not a destructive thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And for me, self-care and beauty has always helped me in the mental health area. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of vulnerable things like mental health, I think this is a good time for us to kind of <laughs> skim the surface of mine and Kelsey's sobriety journeys. We wanted to share this because it's a huge part of our lives. We're both people that keep very personal things close to us. Um, we wanted to share and inspire for anyone that may see themselves in our stories. But we definitely do not judge people who drink. Um, I think there is such a narrative around alcohol and it's so well presented in our society that it's important to balance things out and hear both sides of the story. So with that being said, we just wanted to lightly skim the surface and talk about how we got started in our journey, what it was like losing friends, which is a totally real thing, and things we love about our sobriety. So Kelsey, go ahead and start on that. Yeah, so I am six years sober. Um, Woo! I, uh, By the way, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> um, I got sober on January thirty first, um, twenty fifteen, and my sobriety started after my last boyfriend broke up with me. Um, and I'm going to tell you how he broke up with me because now it's a hilarious story. Um, he wrote a letter and sat at my kitchen table and read me this letter, and it was everything he didn't like about me. <laughs> And, oh, and I when I let him gosh. I know I let him finish I let him read this letter and everything and at the end of it he was like okay so like what do you have to say and I was like get the fuck out of my house <laughs> good for you I was definitely such a people pleaser back in the day so I'd be like oh I'll change it that's well that's what he wanted that's what he wanted yeah. and I was like oh no I'm not that bitch I'm sorry <laughs> I love that about you good for you um and then I proceeded to get really drunk at home by myself and I felt just so sad and miserable and I just I really just didn't want to feel like that again and when I kind of looked at my life then I was definitely not happy with my life I wasn't I was definitely just like um I I was just passing through life I wasn't really excited about anything I was you know going to work and you know going out and it was just my my life there I wasn't enjoying it and I wasn't living it um So when I got sober, I definitely lost friends. Um, But those people weren't really my friends anyways. They were drinking buddies. If you removed alcohol, we had nothing in common. 
um, I was definitely out at the bars, you know, anytime I could be. And I had all my friends were there and, you know, we'd meet up with more friends. And I had a very active social life, but none of those people were actually friends. Um, and I've actually gained better friendships because of the people who are still around. Um, and those are the people that I didn't need alcohol to have a friendship with. So it's when I got sober, I was a veterinary technician at the time. This was before I became an esthetician. Um, it was when I went to school. And my job was really fun, but equally so sad at times. And so for me, the quickest way to kind of unwind was to drink after work, to kind of forget the trauma of the day. Um, but the secret no one tells you is that by ignoring the hard things, they build up big time. So, Ooh, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So early in my sobriety, I read something along the lines that said, the way you celebrate something shouldn't be the way that you cope with something bad. Um, and because that is a numbing mechanism. And that's exactly what I was doing. You know, we would celebrate with alcohol, but I would also cope with alcohol. It's so true. And you're right. You shouldn't be doing both like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, things that I love about not drinking, um, my skin and my eyes are clearer. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my <laughs> mind is, is so much less foggy. Um, I have a fantastic relationship with my husband because I've never been drunk and said something I regret. I've never made an online purchase with money I didn't have. I never wake up with a hangover, which would trigger my anxiety and depression. And I never wake up angry because I used to wake up so angry every day because I was hungover. So yeah, um, those I, are some really good ones, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, I see so many things like um, drinking wine and ordering makeup. And, and it's like, okay, why are we using wine as an excuse to make bad decisions? You know what I mean? I just, I don't yeah, know. I like to make those purchases totally sober and yeah. then tell you afterwards when yeah. I'm like, I just spent $200 on sunscreen, Kelsey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Lauren, tell me a little bit about your journey. Yeah. So, um, I don't really feel like there is a clear path to how I got started in sobriety. Um, my sober date is June 9th of last year. So I'm almost two years sober, but I feel like I'm such a baby in my sobriety <laughs> journey. Um, I totally drank to avoid things in my life for around 10 years. And I binge drank at that um, all the time. So I've always had an unhappy relationship with alcohol because it was also so ingrained in my social life. Um, I do have a lot of fun memories from being young and wild and crazy, but it started to get to a point where things um, were affecting me in a really big way. And I was putting off healing that I should have been doing. And instead I was just drinking and everything was catching up to me. Mm -hmm. And then I was also in a dangerous spiral of drinking and coping with big pharma meds. And that cocktail that I was on was not healthy. Mm -hmm. um, I went through a breakup as well and ended up moving to South Carolina that part of my life kind of broke me away from everybody. And I was pretty isolated for me. Like people think quarantine was an isolated year. I really have been kind of isolated myself for like at least three years. Mm -hmm. It's been yeah, really wild. Um, but very eye-opening for me, all positive experiences. I think it was the first time I actually stopped and slowed down and thought about why I was doing the things that I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it put me into a pretty lengthy self-healing journey and I'm still in the midst of it. Um, like I said, I'm only a little bit over, like I'm almost to two years. So I really do feel like a baby sobriety person. <laughs> um, I do have to say that Kelsey is a saint because 
you literally don't do any type of drug. I like to be honest with people. Um, during my self-healing, I've had to really relive a lot of trauma and things that are really difficult for me. So I do use cannabis to regulate my anxiety. Um, I had a student call this. Um, she asked me, she was like, oh, are you California sober? I'm like, that's what I refer to it as too. I'm like, I'm California sober. California sober. Yeah. Yeah. So I am off all of my big pharma meds and mm-hmm. alcohol, which I'm super proud of. Yeah. And I'm currently working on using cannabis a bit less. Um, but I do want to keep it in my life because I do see a benefit for it when I am going through hard things or sometimes like you do need to like, you got to get a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> like, I don't know. We all have our thing, mm-hmm. but, yeah. um, so I just do want to represent those people who are steering away from alcohol, but not living the straightest path. Um, I also have to note that my boyfriend does not drink either and he doesn't drink with me. And that's so helpful. Mm -hmm. I don't think I can be in a relationship with someone who enjoys alcohol in the future. I just know that not enough about myself. Um, it would, it wouldn't be positive for me. Um, I was a complete party girl. So not only did I feel like I lost so many friends in my breakup of alcohol, but then moving to a totally different state eight hours away and then being sober, it amazes me how different my life looks these days. Cause just like you, Kelsey, I mean, I was at the bar every night Mm -hmm. and that was where every, that's where I did everything. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Um, but it's insane because this is the life I really am meant to live. Um, I, I need alone time. (laughs) My parents really pushed extroversion in my life. And I definitely used to equate being involved in a lot of things and having a lot of people like me as winning in my parents' eyes. But in reality, that's not me. And I used to use alcohol and Adderall to make myself that outgoing person. Um, I'm slowly starting to make friends. I really (laughs) feel like I had to be alone with myself to learn who I am and learn how I can be a good friend to others. So I've kind of stopped having friends for a bit and get super nervous when making a new friend, which is something that I'm working on. But I will say when I lost all my friends, I also like reconnected with really good old friends like Kelsey. Kelsey was a big person in my sobriety journey and definitely always someone that told me about hers, gave me some tips and was always like, if you need someone to talk to, like I'm here and thank you, girl. That was Oh, (laughs) I I feel it's funny because I feel the same way about you. Like when we um, kind of reconnected and then we both found out that we were both sober, we were like, oh, my God. So (laughs) I remember I was at a bachelorette party and and I think you were like at the same kind of thing. And we were both like texting each other (laughs) like because actually that's a good thing to bring up for this, because that was really helpful. You went Mm -hmm. to a bachelorette party two weeks before me and Mm -hmm. you really like walked me through every little thing that happened. You told me that you stayed in a different room away Mm -hmm. from everybody. You excused yourself at the appropriate bedtime. Mm -hmm. Um, You told me what to do when everybody was presented a shot and, you know, to give it to a friend next to you and just be nice about it. Mm -hmm. And it, it was so helpful to me. But during that time, I mean, talk about learning boundaries Oh gosh, I like it's like cringy to even think about it. So Trevor's mom had invited me to a vacation in Mexico with just me and her and Trevor's uncle and his wife. Kind of like a weird group, you know, mm-hmm. but like she really was reaching out and like, you know, trying to create a relationship with me because we've been together about 3 years now. So mm-hmm. it was probably like a year and a half then. And um that week I flew to Mexico and then I had a friend that had a bachelorette party and she like called me and asked me to go. I didn't have a good feeling about it. And looking back, I just wish I knew more about boundaries to say like, this wouldn't be good for me because 
when I went to Mexico, it was so hard to find water. Yeah. <laughs> like every yeah. time I swam up to the bar to the bartender, they're asking me why I'm not drinking tequila. They're trying to make me drink tequila. It was very overwhelming. I'm not a good traveler. So traveling on top of that by myself. And then I had to fly to Mexico to Miami for a day for this bachelorette party. And I am telling you, girl, like I was not breathing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It, it was so fresh in my sobriety and it was so difficult and I'm glad that I got over it. But like, seriously, having a sober friend that can help you through that kind of stuff is so helpful. And you really helped me through that. So yeah. thank you. Uh, oh, you're welcome. I, um, hearing about all this, um, I, I definitely don't think I could have done that, uh, a year sober. Um, I <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't even, I mean, now I'm a little more comfortable, um, with my sobriety and like, I know how to navigate situations a little bit better. Um, but I would say the first three years, I really avoided a lot of situations. Um, just to, I was, yeah, yeah, I was too scared to tempt myself. Um, and then I kind of, I kind of got used to things a little bit more. Um, but you know, it just because you're sober doesn't mean, um, you know, you just kind of have to find your way. Um, so for example, I was thrown a surprise bridal shower last, so February, 2020, and it was a brunch. And so I had the, um, waiter make me a Bellini, but instead of, I just had him use like, um, just like sparkling whatever instead of, um, champagne. And, you know, you can find ways to make things special. Um, but I, I definitely, I don't even know if I could go to Mexico now. I mean, yeah. Mexico is like tequila central. That would be, yeah, yeah, that would be, I'm, wow. And it was also weird because, you know, I like, you know, my, it's my boyfriend's mom. I want to have right. a good experience with her, but also it's like kind of a lot to unwind about why I'm not drinking alcohol, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I don't want to go too into it. I don't want her to judge me. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's a lovely person. She would never judge me in that way. But you know, you have to like, while you're getting to know someone and their parents, you don't yeah. want to like lay it all out too thick to make them yeah. think like, Oh, does she have a problem? Mm -hmm. Like, is she this I know. or that? And, and yeah. I hate that stigma that because we're sober, you know, we get the opposite stigma. I have this coworker. I don't work with her anymore actually, but she used to show up to work every Friday and Saturday hungover. And I'm mm -hmm. like, and people are the ones that look at me scared when I say I have six years sober. Like she's, well, yes. she's the one that has an alcohol problem. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, and, and it's funny too, because we've talked a lot. I, I am one of those people that I'm very loud and proud about things in my life because I just think you need to advocate for things like mental health and all of that. And I'd rather be the person that you can look at me and be like, her life's a hot mess, but it's inspirational. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I will put that out there for people, but um, yeah, I, I was at a wedding and this girl was telling me about her sobriety and I started talking about mine. And then one of the girls I was w working with pulled me aside afterwards and was like, I didn't really appreciate you talking about that. Like, please don't talk about that at weddings. Planners might hear you and think you have a problem. And in my head, I was like so pissed off. And mm -hmm. I was like, screw you. If anything, I'm better at my job because I know that alcohol was a problem and I took it out of my life. Like mm -hmm. if anything, I'm always on time. I'm always chipper. I'm always happy to be there. I'm ready to deal with any type of situation that comes my way all because of my sobriety. So like, screw you. Yeah. Don't, um, and you have always been, you inspired me to be vocal about my sobriety because you started being very vocal about your sobriety and like how proud you were of yourself and how awesome these things are when you live the sober life. Um, so you've been a really big inspiration to me to talk about my sobriety and to not feel like the stigma and shame in saying like, oh no, I'm sober. So thank you for that. Mm, you're so welcome. Mm. But yeah, like let's talk about some things that I love about my sobriety yeah, on definitely. top of that. The ability to be present in the moment is 
my favorite thing mm-hmm. of all. Um, my other thing is not waiting for fun. I was always like, you know, hating my life every second of every day. And then just being like, well, it's fine because I'm going to go to the bar this weekend. That's going to be fun. And then a lot of times that wasn't that fun. Or mm-hmm. I get like my relationship at the time, you know, I'd get in a fight with my boyfriend and it was a terrible weekend. And so like I in sobriety, like if a good song comes on and I'm ready to dance and we have to take those three minutes to like have the best time of our life, that's what we're doing. And I think that's <laughs> something that I really enjoy about sobriety. Um, the other thing is the sleep is goat. Like you will sleep better than you ever have in your whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, I like getting things done. I like keeping my mind clear of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning how to love myself, which is a huge thing. I've, I've never really liked myself or Mm -hmm. the person. I think I've always been a person that, um, tried to be somebody else for somebody else, but now I'm really starting to fully live for myself and love the person that I am. And maybe explaining to those people like, yeah, maybe that's what you liked about me in the past, but I wasn't being true to who I really am. Mm -hmm. So sorry. (laughs) Have a nice life. Um, (laughs) yeah. And pretty much I was going down a bad path and it's nice to not go there anymore. So on that note, if you ever have any questions or you're curious about sobriety, please let us know. If you want us to talk deeper about this in a future future episode, let us know. And then on top of it, there's a ton of sober accounts out there that have really fun and glittery memes about how great sobriety is. And you should check those out. Those really helped me because mm-hmm. sobriety sounds really boring, but it, it, it is there. There's a little flex to it. I like it. <laughs> We're into flex culture over here, okay? Yes, queen. <laughs> um, our favorite um, account is called Sober Girls Society. Um, mm-hmm. And they, um, I went to buy you one of, she sells pins on Etsy and they were all sold out. I wanted to buy I you one. I love her little pins. Yeah, I went to buy you one, but I think because she posted about it, everyone jumped on there and bought them. So just That's know. okay. We'll get them someday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what made you happy this week, Kelsey? So I had um, a cosmetology student approach me this week and say that she likes our podcast. And I love it. it made me so happy. <laughs> I I know who she is because I went into her class one time to talk about um, – uh, waxing eyebrows and and I always say hi to all the cosmetology students even though they're not my students you know they all go to school there and I want school to be like a fun nice place um yes. and so to just hear that it made my heart smile so big um you guys Lauren and I are putting so much love into this podcast and every so before and after every episode we scrutinize everything and like how can we make this better what can we improve on what did we like what did we do really well and we're doing it because we love it and and to have just one person say that they enjoy it just made me so happy <laughs> it's all we need for this week yeah so to <laughs> that student need another high <laughs> to that student thank you so much you made my week yes <laughs> what, thank you what about you so Lauren? my thing that made me happy this week was the nice weather is back Yay. Um, so I took the doggies for lots of walks yesterday and we all realized how out of shape we are from COVID. I mean, even our boxer, Dexter, I took him on a long walk and he was just looking at me towards them. Like, why are we still doing this? <laughs> We've all been sitting in the house. It's been so bad. And then also I just found out that, um, our friend Rich is in town and Rich is a really, um, kind of integral part of my relationship with Trevor. Mm. He was in Trevor's fraternity in college. I've known him as my own friend, you know, all through college. And then Trevor and I are now together, but we, so Trevor used to live on the first floor apartment of where I lived in college and Mm. we like, didn't really vibe. We were always in the same social circle, but then, you know, 10 years later or so (laughs) Rich, (laughs) Rich is actually, an English teacher in Baltimore, or at least he was. He's also a rapper, a white rapper. <laughs> yes, he I is. Know. Yes, girl. <laughs> and 
he actually opened up for Bone Thugs and Harmony. Nice. I know. So like, you know, like his fraternity brothers are all like, dude, let's all go out to where was it? It was at um, it was probably like Bram's Head Live. I think it was. Where was it, Trevor? Where did we see Bone Thugs? Eight by ten. Oh, okay. Soundstage. He's telling me soundstage. Okay. okay. So basically, like his frat was like, yeah, let's all like go there together and support Rich. And then me and my best friend Christine were close with like all those fraternity brothers. So um, we ended up meeting up with them, and that was like the night that I just saw Trevor, and things felt different for me. <laughs> so <laughs> he's such a part of our love story. And then I actually did hair and makeup for one of his music videos, and he was so unprofesh, and the time. <laughs> on forever it was supposed to be my first date with trevor and i didn't get to meet up with trevor till 9 p.m that night oh like this boy was waiting for me we were supposed to get go to dinner at like 6 p.m oh <laughs> yeah he's in his tour bus he's heading down to florida actually down by you to record a few more music videos but he said he was going to be in charleston so i'm that's like so fun. excited to hang out with him that's fun of course he's coming down to florida it's spring break down here right now everybody's down here yeah, and they have a friend named Kent who's like, you know, kind of into some bad shenanigans mm. sometimes, but hangs with a good crowd. So I'm sure like Kent knows a yacht that they're going to get on for the video oh, and sure. all that stuff. I'm yeah. sure <laughs> bottles pop in. That's what you do down here in South Florida. Exactly. I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for everyone who listened. We know that this episode was a little, you know, a little less makeup-y and a little more self-care, but that's who we are. And we just want to remind everyone that self-care is important and whatever that looks like for you, we're glad you're doing it. Yeah. I love that. That was a perfect outro. Oh, thanks. Okay. Oh, and, um, let's, um, for our outro, um, let's give a quick thanks to Leah Simmons who recorded our intro and outro song. We love you, Leah. Check her out at Leah Simmons Music. Yes. Okay. All right, bye. Bye.